Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Moose Media Podcast for the week. Ricky Dean along with Rick Burkett, and uh, I got my buddy Shuggy at my feet uh, tonight. Maybe we can keep him from barking tonight, Rick, and uh, <laughs> that'll be the goal for this podcast is is to keep Shuggy off the air. He wants to chime in every Back now and then. That's right. He wants to put in his two cents, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, Shuggy's my little buddy, and he's at my feet right now. He'll be okay as long as I continue to rub him on the head for the entire time. Anyway, we're going to talk about high school football as it went down this past week. Uh, yeah, and, boy, did we have some great games to cover. We had, uh, we had a game in the uh, FHSAA, the Florida High School Athletic Association, with uh, the Northview Chiefs taking on the Bozeman Bucks from uh, Panama City, Bozeman. Um, Rick and I made a trip uh, down to Panama City on Friday night, did that game on the air, and it was an incredible football game. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. And we're also going to talk about the Alabama Independent School Association, the AISA, state championship games that went on. And uh, they had eight-man football and 1A through 3A football games that were the seasons are over now. Everybody's done. We've crowned the state champions in all four of those classifications, and we'll talk about those here in just a minute as well. And not only that, uh, hey, we're in, uh, well, actually, we're in the the semifinals of the 7A classification in the state of Alabama, the Alabama High School Athletic Association games, and then the rest of the games, uh, 6A or the the rest of the the classification, 6A down to 1A, they've all got um, uh, not semifinals but um, quarterfinals that are coming up. So a lot of football left to be played. We've still got – this is the third week, so still in – in 6A through 1A, you've got three games left. Um, in 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 Class 7A, you've got two games left, and so uh, it, it's going to be exciting as we as we've got some really good football left to be played. But uh, first, Rick, let's let's talk about the game that we had on Friday night. And I tell you one thing, uh, we we went down really didn't have. Uh, know what to expect when we went down to cover Northview and Bozeman because, you know, Northview had had kind of a lackluster season, but um, you and I had talked about it. One thing about Northview, Northview had played quite a few games out of classification, and so even though their record going into this game Friday night was 4-6, and six, Northview proved to be very competitive and a better football team than I believe even the Bozeman Bucks gave them credit for. Uh, man, what a ball game that was Friday night! Well, it sure was, uh, and we covered Northview and uh, State Line Brawl with Scheme County High School in that war earlier this year, and and they they played a much larger and a very good Atmore team uh, very well, and so we we were pretty impressed when we watched them then. Uh, and even in that game, they were hard to penalize at all. They did solid football. Of course, we know they got a good coach, and uh, uh, so we thought as we were on the on you know talked about during the week before the game and on the drive down to the to Bozeman, which is in the Sand Hills Lakes community right there north of Lynn Haven, Panama City area, and uh, that they would that they had a shot, even though Bozeman was undefeated, and. Uh, and shoot, even after we got there, and the Bozeman people were so nice in that community right there to us as soon as we got to the game. Uh, but even they knew they might be in for a tussle because we were on their side up in, on top of the press box. And 
And I think you said it during the broadcast, uh, my friend. It was just one. Of the, it's one of the best, if not the best, games uh, that you and I have covered in the last five years. You know, so it, it was a great game. It was proof when we said that a privilege to call the game. Yeah, Northview. You know, the thing about Northview is Northview. Uh, the coaching staff of the Chiefs, Coach Wes Summerford and his coaching staff, dude, they they had a game plan of game plans, and 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 they executed very well up until the very last, and I mean the last play of the game, practically. Uh, Northview was ahead during the whole ball game. Jumped out to a seven nothing lead. Bozeman scored next. Uh, missed the extra point. It was seven six. Um, Northview scored 17 points in the uh, second quarter. Bozeman, uh, you know, scored a touchdown, went for two. So, you know, at the half, it was 24-14. And so the uh, uh, the Chiefs were up. They were up by 10. And then, uh, you know, they just some some – kind of some trickery by Bozeman. Of course, the thing is, is that, you know, th- that that pays a lot of respect right there to what Bozeman was going through with the Chiefs because, you know, they didn't come out and just run the ball over the top of, of Northview. They didn't, you know, they didn't just drive the ball down the field. They had to they had to go to the bag of tricks in order, you know, a flea flicker and, and, and things like that to, in order to score. But uh, unfortunately, Northview was just unable to, to match their scoring in the first half there in the second half as they only scored seven points in the third quarter uh, for a total of 31. And then, I mean, the play, you, we've talked about it, the, the play of plays. Um, it was a about a 55-yard uh, Hail Mary, a bomb, on, in, you know, to a kid that had to make a catch. And the, the ball was on target. The pass was there. The kid dove, made a diving catch of a football into the end zone and scored to to put because it was 31-31 at the time. And so that put Bozeman ahead 37-31 with six and a half seconds to go in the ball game. That ball game was a battle from the opening kick all the way till that that six and a half second touchdown pass that Bozeman scored. So, you know, to say all that to say this, Northview, fans of Northview, Northview ball players and coaching staff Dude, y'all just be be proud of what you accomplished the other night. I know it's it's hard to to say. Well, we're proud that we lost, but no, you be proud because of the way you represented your school, yourselves, and uh, and 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 your community. Because th- that was one of the best high school football games I've ever seen in my life. Well, it, it was, and uh, we covered uh, state championship games, and uh, they were really good, and. Went to lots of other ones, and uh, you know, of course, you know, we're both you know old as dirt, so we we've been around football all our lives, and that was just a privilege to be there. And I can't get over, like I said, how nice those people were to us. And 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 of course, you know, we're we're, we're the Northview fans. We're you know we're we're on their side, and and they're certainly, and, you know, and that gets said a lot after football games and, and athletic events. Sometimes, ah, oh, you guys hold your heads high. And, and, and and it may be cliche, but in this case, I've never seen it, you know, been more appropriate than to say that. this That was the kind of game that I think Northview can springboard themselves in, into next year. 
You know, they got to extend their season by a couple of weeks because they get two extra weeks of practice, you know, to get ready uh, for, for the non-seniors, get ready for next year. And they've just got a lot to build off of. And uh, and, uh, and I think you could just really watch out for the Northview Chiefs in the uh, 2024 football season uh, because, you know, sometimes a demoralizing loss like that can, can, hurt, can hurt you, but – uh, I don't see how that game could do anything but help them for next year. And, uh, and uh, just to, and of course, they in their own right have a fine school and a fine uh, venue to play football in, and that they're a great school with a lot of great tradition, too. So uh, just, just a good, good job to the Northeast Chiefs on a very fine season, really. Yeah, you know, I'm partial to the folks uh, down there around Walnut Hill and Brat and everything anyway because I'm, I spend a lot of time down there during the spring and summer you know, um, umpiring baseball in their uh, summer league with their summer leagues and everything like that, the youth league baseball down there. And so they're, they're just good folks, and they've they've always treated me like I was, you know, right there from the neighborhood, and, and, and I just appreciate them. And, uh, and just to go down and see their team and their kids perform, because all these kids that perform for the Chiefs on Friday night, you know, that's the aspiration of all these younger Chiefs that I watch during the summer. That's their aspiration. One day these kids are going to be the ones that are out there, uh, you know, ripping and roaring on a Friday night and representing their school and their community the way they do. And and so, you know, it, it just it does my heart good to be a part of what they have built down there, and uh, they just continue to uh, just do well. And and with all that being said, let's also say this. Good luck to Bozeman because Bozeman, uh, they've got a game coming up this week. It's not the state championship game. I believe this is the regional final that will be coming up. And so good luck to Bozeman uh, as uh, I believe they're battling Holmes County coming up and they'll host Holmes County uh, at home this week. So, so that will be a game that they will have down there and uh, we'll just pay attention and, and, and hopefully we'll – because those Bozeman people, they were, Rick, you're, you're absolutely right. They were just good folks. They treated us very well. I, yeah, I, you know, I don't use, I, I don't root against anybody usually. I'm not going to say I've never done it, but I usually just pull for a team. I don't usually pull against somebody. And, I, and, I, and you know, and I know some folks down there in Holmes County, too, but I'm pulling for those Bozeman folks. I mean, uh you know, I hope they they go ahead and just win it all. They're undefeated. They've already played Holmes once, I believe, and beat them during the regular season. So uh, I'm not sure about that, though. But you could correct me if I'm wrong on that. But uh, yeah, I'll be pulling for the Bozeman Bucks. Well, let's talk about the Alabama Independent School Association, the AISA. This past Thursday, on November the 16th, they crowned state champions in the AISA. And uh, if we look, of course, the first game we're going to kind of go into, the eight-man state championship game. Never seen an eight-man football game. I told you I wanted to see one. Just didn't get the opportunity this year to go see it. But I'm putting that on my uh, bucket list is to see eight-man football played somewhere, some uh, somehow. And uh, so the, uh, the Cornerstone Christian team, uh, they won. They beat Springwood by a score – Hung a lot of points on them. 66 to 18 was the final score there. So congratulations going out to Cornerstone Christian as they are um, basically crowned the eight-man football champion of the AISA in the year 2023. Uh, congratulations going out to 
uh, Lowndes Academy as they played, you know, our guys from right over here at Wilcox. Man, I was really pulling for Wilcox. Not that I was pulling against Lowndes, but I'm just close to the, the folks over there at Wilcox Academy because I've been over there a time or two and, and refereed, uh, umpired some baseball primarily and um, and done some, some stuff over there. And uh, I always like those folks over there. They always treat me very well. But Lowndes Academy was just too much for Wilcox in Class 1A. The final score there, Lowndes Academy 20 and Wilcox Academy 7. Rick, you had an opportunity to, to see this game. So uh, what did you see in that one? Well, I mean, Wilcox, as we, as we said, they, they could hold their heads high. They played a good football game. Uh, it was close throughout the game. Uh, both of them play uh, just pounded uh, ground pound football uh, where, where they just run a lot. And uh, it was a close game, defensive game uh, uh, for the most part. But they, they, they counted to themselves well. And congratulations to Lowndes Academy. It's, you know, it's not far over to Lowndesboro from Camden. So uh, they, they all know each other pretty well. So it was a, it was a good game. In a game Wilcox, that we uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and Wilcox counted on themselves well. It was a good football game. Just It, it was the closest of the, of the three that I watched. Yeah, I was. I, that's where I was going next is uh, in the Class 2A playoff game, uh, the state championship game that was held, by the way, at Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. All of these games were held up uh, at the beautiful Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. Of course, you know, they, they do, they host, uh, I believe it's the Camellia Bowl there in Montgomery that they have uh, each year in the month of December, the college bowl game that happens there. Well, the Class 2A playoff game, you know, our friends at Chambers Academy We've been up to Chambers Academy a time or two, and I want to tell you one thing. From where we live here in South Alabama, there's no easy way to get to Chambers Academy. It is a haul. But once you get up there, man, you talk about a you talk about a, a, a place that's just loaded with football tradition, and they do it right, and they're they're just super nice folks. Uh, you know they. They, they treat us pretty good, and, and we just appreciate them up there. Uh, we've gone up there a time or two with the Scambia Academy playing in the playoff games and stuff like that. Chambers just proved to be too much for Banks Academy. You know, Banks Academy out of the Birmingham area, Chambers Academy out of the Lafayette, Alabama area, and Chambers Academy just too much as they, they put it on Banks by a score of 41-14. to 14. Yeah, it, it was a pretty close game in the first half, and uh, yeah, we talk about that a lot. It came out uh, in the game we covered the other night. Who's going to make the best halftime adjustments? Uh, Chambers threw a few little uh, wrinkles in on, on their offense coming out uh, in the second half. Had, had They had the trap plays work, the little counter traps uh, set up perfectly in the second half. It's almost like they saved them a little bit for the second half. And they just pulled away from Banks in the second half. And uh, and uh, congratulations, Chambers. It's a great school. A lot of tradition up there in Lafayette, Alabama. And uh, they, they they just kind of pulled away. But Banks had a great season, uh, uh, too. So that's the best season Banks has had since, since their inception as, a, as an ASA school a few years ago. So it was a good game. But, but Chambers Academy is too much for almost everybody. The only thing that, that Chambers beat Chambers Academy this year was the first game of the season. Lee Scott beat them thirteen to seven in the first game of the year, and I'm not sure Lee Scott, who wound up being the three A champions, could even beat Chambers at this point. And in my opinion, Chambers is the best team in the state in AISA. 
Well, and, and you mentioned that game. Of course, the final game of the day up there in, in, a, in a day that was slam full of football. Now, they, four football games in one day. They started at 10 o'clock in the morning, and this 3A game started at 7 o'clock that night at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. It was Lee Scott Academy being victorious over Glenwood, which, you know, I was really – I really thought Glenwood, in looking at Glenwood's schedule and uh, the way they played throughout the year, I, I thought Glenwood may have, may have been the favorite in this game, but Lee Scott proved to be too much for them as uh, Lee Scott picks up a 10-point a uh, win over Glenwood. You know, we've been to Glenwood before as well. You know, it's amazing that I, I looked over this list of schools and stuff that are in this uh um, in the AISA and everything, and of course with us following Escambia Academy the way we did for those several years. You know, I've been just about everywhere that there is, and I've been a lot of places in the uh, Alabama High School Athletic Association to do ball games and stuff like that, but I have never done a game from Lee Scott. But, uh, but Lee Scott uh, up in the Auburn-Opelika area, Lee County, uh, they just did uh, a, a wonderful job this year, and they ended up beating uh, Glenwood by a final score of 24 to 14 to win that class 3A state championship. Yeah, uh, and that's and although the score is relatively close, Lee, uh, I actually thought Glenwood might have a chance to beat them, but uh, Lee Scott never trailed. I don't, I don't believe, and and they're both very good football teams running multiple set offenses, running sophisticated defenses. Both of these schools leap to the the Alabama High School Athletic Association next year, and just as we we saw with Pike Liberal Arts and with Tuscaloosa Academy and Faith Academy and Mobile Christian, all former ISA schools, I think you're going to see Lee Scott and uh, uh, Linwood be very successful in the, in the Alabama High School Athletic Association. It usually takes a year or two for a little adjustment uh, to take place. And, uh, and, and then, of course, we already know that private schools are penalized, 1.5 students. You know, so you basically have to play at two levels bigger than the size of their student body. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, at least I had the game from beginning to end on that one. It was a good football game and a and good job by Glenwood, but I don't think Lee Scott was ever in danger of losing that football game. All right, so now let's go to the Alabama High School Athletic Association playoffs. We'll start tonight in Class 1A. And uh, we'll look at the, the 1A scores. Of course, uh, games played this past Friday night. Uh, you know, you and I kind of had a place in our heart for for Georgiana. And uh, Georgiana, they just uh, bit off a little too much as they had to play uh, Leroy at Leroy. The Leroy Bears ended up victorious by a score of 27-13. to 13. So Leroy advances to the next round. Uh, Leroy will take on in this next round, which will basically be the um, the quarterfinals. Uh, Leroy will take on Brantley as Brantley beat Lochapoca by a score. Man, now you talk about a good ball game. The Brantley-Lochapoca game, 14-12. to Brantley with a win at home to make the advancement to the next round. Now, Leroy will have to get on the cheese wagon and ride to Brantley. So they'll go over there and play at Brantley. So uh, that'll be uh, the next game. The quarterfinal game in Class 1A will be Brantley and Leroy. Now, if you look at the other south bracket, Sweetwater, who is always a pretty good football team. Sweetwater had to go 
uh, play Maplesville at Maplesville, the Red Devils up there, and uh, the, the Red Devils just a little bit too much. You talk about a wild place to play. Maplesville's just all about their football and baseball up there. They love those Red Devils around the Maplesville community. That score, Maplesville 28, Sweetwater 21, so Maplesville advances. And then uh, down at the bottom, you know, Elba, we talked about Elba, and, and Milry had had a good year. Uh, the only game Milry had lost all year was to Leroy, and uh, that was the final game of the regular season. Milry had uh, made it through uh, the um, the first round of, of the playoffs, but then they had to get on Elba, and uh, and Elba was a little too much yeah. for them. Elba wins the game by a score of 47-28. to 28. So on the south side, you're going to have Maplesville hosting Elba. Elba will go up there. That'll be a good one. So you've got Leroy Brantley. Yeah, you got Leroy Brantley and then Maplesville Elba. That's on the south side of the bracket. Yeah, yeah that that whole thing. Now, uh, you know, Brantley beating Loach Poker, I didn't expect that. I, you know, Loach Poker was the number one seed and had destroyed everybody they played. It just goes to show you what we always talk about. You can't ever tell when you get into these playoffs. So that was kind of an upset there. Of course, but we knew that Sweetwater and Maplesville was going to be a battle two closely matched teams. And Millery accounted for themselves well because Elba has destroyed everybody they played all year long. And uh, and then, you know, we, we root for Georgiana because they're pretty close up the road there, there from us at I-65, just a little ways up in Butler County. But they gave a very good Leroy team a good game too. So, but you got you got two really good games coming up this week. You know, I wouldn't mind going to one of those. I, I know we can't. I've got commitments myself this weekend, but I'd love to go to that Maplesville Elba game. Yeah, that certainly would be a good one. Let's go to the north side of the bracket now as we look at uh, your winners there. Coosa Christian beat Lynn by a score of 28-6, to so Coosa Christian will advance. Hackleberg. Uh, Hackleberg played uh, Valley Head. Hackleberg 33, Valley Head 18. So Hackleberg will advance. And uh, and then in the other game, Pickens County played Winterboro in a very good game. Uh, Pickens County ended up winning that game by a score of 32 to 29. And then in the other game, it was Wadley against South Lamar. Now I, this score, I had to blink twice when I read. When I read this score, but and we'll talk about it here. Wadley hangs 81 points on South Lamar and beat them 81 to 27. So wow, that's all I can say about that. So now your next round games, your quarterfinal games on the north side of the bracket are going to be Coosa Christian hosting Hackleburg. That game will be uh, one of the two games left, and then the other game will be Pickens County hosting Wad- Wadley. So uh, those will be your quarterfinal games in Class One A. Yeah, uh, you know, eighty-one points. I mean, I don't even know how you do that. It doesn't seem like there's enough time in a ball game. And then, really, South Lamar scored twenty-seven points, but. Uh, yeah, Pickens County sounds like they're going to have their hands full. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't see how in the world you score it. You know, you got 12-minute quarters. How are you scoring 81 points in 12-minute quarters? And the other team scores 27. It's sort of like one of your sayings. It's uh, like basketball on grass. No doubt. <laughs> 
So as we continue to look at uh, games, let's go into uh, Class 2A in the AI, or no, I'm sorry, in the Alabama High School Athletic Association. It was Goshen and Clark County playing each other. Clark County, we've talked about Clark County all year. Clark County victorious 22-15 uh, to 15 over Goshen. So Clark County advances. B.B. Comer they were the host team against Highland Home. B.B. Uh, Comer beat Highland Home 21-14, so B.B. Comer will advance. Uh, Realtown uh, played Thorsby. Realtown was just too much for Thorsby. They win that game 48-14. And then the last game on the south side of the bracket was Isabella, the host team, against Cottonwood. Cottonwood on the road emerges victorious by one point, 24-23. So you're... Your two games, your quarterfinal games that are left in Class 2A football out of the south side of the bracket will be Clark County. They will be at home in Grove Hill. They will take on B.B. Comer on Friday night, and Cottonwood will be at home against Realtown. So those are your two south side games in the quarterfinals. Yeah, and we'll be, of course, more close to them. I mean, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump over to Grove Hill and Clark County, and and I've always kind of had a soft spot for them to, anyhow. And uh, you know, I think their regular season record was like five and five. But when you looked at their five losses, and and we we knew as they got toward the back end of their their schedule, there they were going to be really good. So uh, so Clark County is is proven to be the tough nut that we thought they would be. So, but you know, good luck to all the teams. Yeah, they definitely played up, did Clark County. So now let's go to the north side of the bracket, Tuscaloosa Academy. We've been talking about them as well coming from the AISA. They've only been playing Alabama High School Athletic Association ball for a couple of years. It was Tuscaloosa Academy beating Southeastern by a score of 38-6. to And Tanner, Tanner just got run all over by Pisca. Pisca beat Tanner 66-38 to in their game, and so uh, Pisca will advance. Fife uh, was the host team. They played Lexington at home, and they won that game by a score of 57-24, to so big points scored in that ball game as well, and Locust Fork uh, got all over Seligent by a score of 54-21. to 21. So your two games that are left this weekend, this Friday night, in the quarterfinals of the Class 2A playoffs in the state of Alabama will be Pisgah taking on Tuscaloosa Academy. Pisgah will be the home team, and you've got Fife at home. They will take on Locust Fork, and that's on the north side of the bracket in Class 2A. Yeah, that's... Uh... I don't know who who to pick out of that bracket. I know the five Red Devils; they got a lot of a lot of tradition there, and uh, but uh, so does some of these other schools like Locust Fork. I don't, it's been a while, but they're going to be a tough nut too. And uh, of course, you know uh, Tuscaloosa Academy, and you know as you said, we we've covered them before, and they got a nice facility up there, and uh, you know making a long a long run into the Alabama High School Athletic Association playoffs have only been in them for a couple of years. Let's go now to Class 3A. Uh, as the playoffs uh, looming there, the um, the second round games were this past week. Uh, the the, uh, the second round games. Uh, Mobile Christian played Houston Academy, got all over them by a score of 35-10. to 10. So Mobile Christian advances as we figured they would. We expect 
expect them to keep advancing straight uh, to the state championship unless something strange happens. The Flomerton Hurricanes played Trinity. Uh, they played Trinity at home in Flomerton this past week. Trinity just proved to be too much for Flomerton as Trinity comes up with a big win, 35 to nothing over the Hurricanes. Uh, St. James, uh, a, a team that we saw last year in the playoffs, they played Randolph County, the team that we saw W.S. Neal lose to in the first round of the playoffs. St. James uh, got all over Randolph County, beat them 41-6, to and that was kind of surprising to me because Randolph County was a really good football team. And in the other game, Strawn uh, played Thomasville. Of course, we've seen Thomasville as well. Thomasville, a very good football team, and proved just too much for Strawn as they beat them 33-21. to So your quarterfinal games in Class 3A this weekend, Mobile Christian has to get on the buses. They have to head to Trinity to play. Uh, that game will be Friday night. And then St. James will make the trip to that beautiful facility at Thomasville, and they will play there. So that's going to be a war right there between St. James and Thomasville. That would be a good game to catch as well. Yeah, it would be. Like I said, if I didn't have, have something to do, maybe I'd try talking in and going to one of these, but I, I won't be able to. We, you know, we've got the got the powwow going on this uh, this week, Thanksgiving, so I won't be able to get up there. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I'd love to go watch that Thomasville-St. James game. And uh, I think St. James is going to have their hands full with that bunch from Thomasville. As far as Mobile Christian goes, it's like you and I said, if they're if, – they just missed their chance if they don't do it this year to get that state championship that's been eluding them for a while. Because they have a great team every year since they switched over to the AA, uh, Alabama High School Athletic Association back in uh, 2007 or 8, 2008, I think. And uh, they, they won state championships in the AISA, but in, and they've gotten to the state championship in, in, uh, in the AHA, but they it's they're going to miss their chance to do it this year. I haven't seen anybody that could play with them so far. Let's move over to the north side of the bracket now and look at uh, games that were played there. Um, Speaking of basketball on grass, Geraldine and Gordo. Gordo was the host team. Geraldine ends up beating Gordo in their game on Friday night. That score was Geraldine 42, Gordo 34, so a lot of points scored there. Uh, Another another really big big point accumulation game Lauderdale County took on Piedmont you know we're familiar with Piedmont and uh, Lauderdale County beat Piedmont by a score of 35 to 30 in a very close ball game but a lot of points scored there Madison Academy is always a good football team and and this is more of a traditional football looking score as they took on Mars Hill Mars Hill had to go to Madison Academy the final score there was Madison Academy 21 Mars Hill 14 and then Sylvania took on Winfield Sylvania ends up victorious there as they beat Winfield by a score of 35 to 10 so your your quarterfinal games on the north side of the Class 3A bracket will be Geraldine traveling to Lauderdale County. That game will be Friday night at 7 o'clock. And then you've got Sylvania. They will travel to Madison Academy and play up there. So that will be your north side bracket on the uh, in the quarterfinals of the Class 3A playoffs in the uh, Alabama High School Athletic Association. Yep, some good games on that side, and good luck to all of them. As we continue to move, uh, moving up 
this week as we uh, we look at these uh, teams that are playing. We're we're moving up in classifications. And, and now we're at the 4A group. And so let's talk about the 4A group, the Jackson Aggies. We know that they're a good football team. Jackson hosted Andalusia. Andalusia was a good football team. But Jackson just too much for them on Friday night as Jackson hosted Andalusia and beat them 31-7 to there in Aggieland uh, in the city of Jackson. B.T. Washington. Booker T. Washington uh, got all over Hanley, and uh, Hanley was a good football team. Booker T. Washington beats Hanley by a score of 22-9. to In another game that was uh, on the south side of the bracket in Class 4A, uh, looking at Bibb County. Bibb County uh, took on Jacksonville, and uh, Bibb County was the host team. Jacksonville had to go there. Jacksonville emerges victorious by a score of 28 to 21, so Jacksonville advances, and uh, you've got Catholic of Montgomery, they took on the T.R. Miller Tigers. Uh, T.R. Miller had to go to Catholic in Montgomery, and uh, they fall short by 10 points. Catholic beat T.R. Miller by a score of 22. 4-14. T.R. Miller had a good year. They're always a good football team. Just fell a little short this time. So in the in the games in the quarterfinals, the games that are left, Booker T. Washington will be at home. They will host Jackson. That ought to be a good football football team. And I tell you, Booker T. Washington, I don't know much about you, but I do know with Jackson coming to town, you better strap your helmet on tight. I do know this too, that Jacksonville's a good football team, and uh, but, but Catholic of Montgomery will be on the road and go to Jacksonville. That'll be a good game there. That's your south, uh, your south games in uh, Class 4A. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll say the same about Jackson. I'm a real preacher. Nobody's I don't think they've had a close game this year. I mean, Jackson is is, is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, of course, that's a tough uh, for the two Washington team they're going to play, but, but good luck to the Aggies. As we look at the north side of the bracket in Class 4A, Brooks got all over Priceville the other night. Well, I say got all over them. They scored a bunch of points as well, but Brooks scored 70. So Brooks scored 70, Priceville scored 42, so Brooks will advance. Uh, Westminster Christian uh, played Deschler, and they come out on top. A very close game. Uh, 39-35 was the final, so Westminster Christian will advance in uh, that game. In the other two games on the uh, north side of the bracket, you got West Morgan uh, took on Corner, uh, Corner and, um, and Corner got beat by West Morgan 35-14, to 14. and then if you look at Cherokee County from way up in the north part of the state, Cherokee County played Haleyville. Cherokee County was a winner there 49-14. to 14. So games that are left in the quarterfinals in Class 4A football in the north side of the bracket. Brooks will be at home again this week. They will host Westminster Christian, and West Morgan will be at home uh, this week, they get to host Cherokee County as Cherokee County will make the, the trip there to West Morgan. That's your games on the north side of the bracket in the quarterfinals of Class 4A. Yeah, that, that Cherokee County team's good. They've been they've been good all year. That's who would be my pick. Yeah, that that, that score between <laughs> between Priceville and Brooks, 70 to 42. You know, we're seeing a lot more of those scores every year. I mean, I, and, you know, it's sort of what you said about your pet peeves about 
kicking games and things like that. The way we grew up, the way you, you, you practice is you worked on your kicking games first, your defense second, and your offense third. And uh, some of these, these scores are ridiculous. Uh, and one of the games earlier, Hanley beat St. Michael's 68-38. to 38. And you're not just seeing it in high school. You're seeing it in, 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 in colleges, too, you know, but. I'm just not a big fan of it, but uh, I like that Cherokee County team. I think they play old school football, and that's 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 going to be my pick coming out of the north. Yeah, we've always talked about that. You know, the thing we like about football is we like the old three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, no no leather helmets. Let's go back to leather helmets with no face mask, and let's just <laughs> let's just line up and run over the top of each other. That would make football a lot more entertaining to me. I'd vote for it. Uh, you know, uh, I made a post years ago. I said defense. It's 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 a character thing. You know, I like you know uh, uh, the linebacker for Alabama looked across at at, at, at Penn State's quarterback in the '78 Sugar Bowl and said, "Hey, it's fourth down and in inches. You better pass." That's right. You know what I mean? That that's the kind of mentality I like. I don't like all this. Oh, let's just let them score, and then we'll score when we get the ball back. That's a that's a cop out kind of attitude, and I uh, don't want to talk badly about anybody. But and it's not just them; it's just lots of teams, and you know, it just you know seems like when you're on defense, you just have to dig a little deeper sometimes, and 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 play with some heart and discipline. Some of these scores are crazy. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're kind of hard to get used to. Let's move now into Class 5A, the uh, Class 5A playoffs that are left. Of course, games that were played this past Friday night. Gulf Shores took on Charles Henderson of Troy. Gulf Shores, you know, we know Gulf Shores is good. Gulf Shores won that game big by a score of 41 to nothing as Charles Henderson was unable to find the uh, end zone in that ball game. UMS Wright. They played Headland, and UMS Wright's season ended. Coach Terry Curtis and his bunch, just uh, they're a young football team. And I've heard a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, that even though uh, UMS Wright didn't make it any further in the playoffs than they did, that this may be one of uh, Coach Terry Curtis's best coaching jobs, just getting this team as far along in the playoffs as they got. Uh, the final score there was Headland 35 and UMS Wright 21. Uh, BC Rain, their season ends as they uh, took on Demopolis. We were really pulling for BC Rain just because they had the, it, this was new territory for them. But the Demopolis' old hat in the playoffs, and Demopolis uh, scored a very uh, uh, it was a close win, but it was a win. Demopolis beat BC Rain at home. Uh, Demopolis thirteen, BC Rain six, and then Ufala played Faith Academy. Uh, you know what? I know you've got a place in your heart for Faith academy because that's where all the uh the burkett youngsters went to school and graduated from and uh, of course faith academy just not enough for you follow this year as you follow beat them the other night by a score of 41 to 14 yeah uh and it was a good year for faith uh they've got a uh really a, a legendary coach and and uh, jack french uh they got he's just a great, fine Christian Christian man. It's more important to him for his his players 
to, to, to play in a Christian environment than it is to win a football game because, he, you know, their ultimate destinations, he's more worried about that than where he finishes a football game. And I just love to see those kind of football, those kind of schools do well in, every, in, 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 in that way because it's a very disciplined school, just just a great place. That's why, you know, why our children uh, went to school there. So it was a great season for Faith, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll rebound next year. So if we look at the south side of the bracket, uh, coming up this week in the quarterfinal games, Gulf Shores has to go on the road. They were they will travel to Headland to take on Headland in that game. And in the other game, it'll be uh, Demopolis taking on Eufaula. Demopolis will be at home, so Eufaula will have to make the trip across the state of Alabama to play Demopolis. So that'll be the other game on the south side of the bracket. If we look at the north side of the bracket, uh, Ramsey played Leeds the other night. It was Ramsey 42, Leeds 7. In the other game, it was Russellville taking on Moody. Moody victorious in that one by a score of 42 to 21. John Carroll played Gunnersville. You know, I got kin folks up there around Gunnersville, so I'm I pull for them anyway. As a matter of fact, I don't yeah. know whether, whether I've ever told you this story or not, but uh, there's a school up uh, up there in uh, the right there around the Gunnersville area and uh, it, it's called New Hope School and uh, and 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 I believe if I'm not mistaken that they're the the New Hope Indians well the the uh, the, the New Hope Indians uh, play at a stadium called Jack Mitchell Stadium, and that is my uncle Jack Mitchell. He was the uh, head football coach there at New Hope way back in the in the early 70s. Matter of fact, was credited with starting the football program back up at New Hope High School. And uh, Jack Mitchell, my uncle Jack was uh, he was married to my grandfather's sister and uh, the stadium there at New Hope High School named after Uncle Jack. So I just threw that out there because we were in the neighborhood. Uh, I don't know, you know, that anybody <laughs> Well, I know really that cares. you're the kill, the kill side of your family from that, that Grant area and that Guttersville area up there. So Oh, yeah, there's kills <laughs> running all over the, running all over <laughs> the place up there. And, and, and as a matter of fact, you know, uh, that's one of the, the things that I – I would like to do is just go up there uh, sometime soon and visit and just see a lot of the 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 old home place and everything up there. Uh, so anyway, well, we can, need to make that trip sometime. You know, you know. Of course, I, we're both hillbillies. So well, <laughs> we'll, we'll fit right in right up there. We're we're hillbillies and and we like to fish. We've I've heard there may be a lake up there. I'm not sure, but uh, but yeah, that would be a good place to go and and go up there and do that. But anyway, getting back to the game, Gunnersville played John Carroll. They beat John Carroll twenty to seventeen. So Gunnersville will, will advance. And in the other game, Boaz played Pleasant Grove. Pleasant Grove got all over Boaz at their place. Beat them forty nine to seven. So Pleasant Grove advances. So uh, your 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 quarterfinal games. I'm sorry, quarterfinal games in Class Five A are going to be Ramsey taking on Moody, and then Gunnersville will take on Pleasant Grove. Uh, Moody will be at home. Gunnersville will be at home in those two games respectively. And so that'll be your uh, quarterfinal games, Class Five A. So good luck to all those schools. That's on the north side of the bracket in Class Five A. Let's go uh, and look at uh, the next group up which will be the next uh, will be 6A and uh, so your 6A games from the area down here and we've jokingly said all year long the University of Saraland is wearing people out well guess what they're they're still wearing people out uh, Saraland 
beat Briarwood the other night. Briarwood was at home. Saraland had to go on the road and beat them 51 to 14 at their own place. And uh, then Hillcrest Tuscaloosa was at home. They hosted Helena, and Hillcrest Tuscaloosa beat Helena by a score of 42 to 7. So Hillcrest Tuscaloosa advances. Hillcrest Tuscaloosa has got a very good football team as well. Looking, uh, uh, Benjamin Russell played Hueytown. Benjamin Russell beat Hueytown by 20. 47 to 27. So Benjamin Russell advances, and then Pike Road played Spanish Fort, and uh, they ended Spanish Fort's season. It was Pike Road 31, Spanish Fort 17. So you know, with Pike Road beating Spanish Fort, Pike Road's got a good football team as well. So your quarterfinal games, big quarterfinal game. This would be a you know you talk about wanting to go to a game, Rick. This one's right there uh, on I-65 at Saraland. Saraland will be at home this week against Hillcrest Tuscaloosa in that quarterfinal game in Class 6A. And then Benjamin Russell will host Pike Road. So Benjamin Russell will be at home in the other game in the south bracket. Looking at the north side of the bracket, Parker played Oxford. Oxford season ended uh, as Parker beat them 21-14, so Parker advances. Gadsden City beat Hartzell by a score of 22 to 15, so Gadsden City will advance. In the other game, uh, down below that, Muscle Shoals. Uh, I, I hear they play some pretty good music up in that area around Muscle Shoals. Uh, they've got the, the the sound studios and everything up there. 41 to 10 was Muscle Shoals over Fort Payne. Of course, I, hey, you got all the music going on at Muscle Shoals, and then you got Fort Payne, where the band Alabama's from. So that was a that was kind of a musical contest there, if if you think about it that way. That's just the way. Musical yeah, that's just the way my mind works sometimes. And then you've got Clay Chalkville uh, beat Mountain Brook by a score of good good ball game here. Clay Chalkville seventeen and Mountain Brook thirteen. So if we look at the uh, quarterfinals left in the uh, Class Six A group, you've got Parker at home against Gadsden City, and then Muscle Shoals will be at home. They will take on Clay Chalkville. So those are those games that will be played in Class Six A coming up this weekend. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good games there. Uh... I think Hillcrest, Tuscaloosa, and know a lot of people around that area. From what I understand, that they that's a really good team too. So Sirland might face their faces, might face their toughest uh, foe so far. Nobody's even come close to Sirland this year. Sort of like we were saying about the Jackson Aggies earlier. So, but they they may uh, they may be tested this coming this coming weekend. Well, now we move into Class 7A. Uh, This is the last groupings here that we will have and we will talk about. Of course, the way the playoffs work, Class 7A, they're now in the semifinals because what will happen is they will play these games uh, this week and then they will get kind of an extended break as they will take 10 days off and play on Wednesday, not of the next week, but they will play on Wednesday uh, uh, 10 days away from Wednesday. And these games will be played yeah. on Friday night. December 6th. That's, that's right. That's just yeah. the way they uh, 
it's just the way they do things in uh, in in seven A and and because they have one one less round of playoffs uh, than they do in the other classifications in the state of Alabama. So let's look at those games. Central Phoenix City they've got a very good football team. You know Auburn made the trip uh, down to Central Phoenix City to play them this past week. It was Central Phoenix City forty nine and Auburn twenty one. Central Phoenix City a very good football team in Class seven A. And then you had Mary Montgomery. Mary Montgomery's season continues. Uh, these guys are playing great football, and it is just a thrill to be able to see them do this. The Vikings, I mean, you know, I've got I've got kin people in Mobile that they've they've been a part of uh, Mary G. Montgomery High School. My two nieces uh, that belong to my sister, and then I had a cousin way back in the day. I'm talking about the 1979-80 uh, season when I played football. I had a cousin that actually played she was a, a a very pretty blonde and she her name was Vanessa and she played in the in the band at Mary G Montgomery High School and so so I've got an affiliation with Mary G Montgomery through the years Mary G Montgomery uh, picked up a win the other night against Enterprise in a very good game 13 to 10 so Mary Montgomery advances it'll be Mary Montgomery having to get on the bus and travel to Central Phoenix City, so a long trip for them, but the winner of that game will advance to the state championship game. And uh, if we look over at the north side of the bracket, uh, Hewitt Trustful took on Hoover. And Hewitt Trustful got all over Hoover by a score of 40 to 7, which is kind of unusual. I'm used to seeing Hoover from years past going all the way back to when Coach Russ Prost was, was at Hoover. You know, Hoover's always been a winner, but they fall a little short this season as Hewitt Trustful beats them and advances. And then, of course, you know, we've got a, a buddy of ours right from Atmore, Alabama, Coach Chris Walker, who has been a part of the the Thompson. I think Thompson's about the only school he's ever worked at, if I'm not mistaken. He started his teaching career there and coaching career there and is still there teaching. I'm not sure whether Chris is still involved on the coaching side. Did a lot of baseball coaching and uh, and was a you know was was really a great baseball coach. Was a great college baseball player at the University of Montevallo and actually got drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies and played some minor league ball but Chris is up there at Thompson and uh, he's got some great stories to tell especially uh, when when Tua and his brother were there uh, at Thomasville you'll have to sit down with Chris sometimes and talk about uh, the um, the, the folks that, that move in there, of course, you know, people accuse uh, Thompson of basically being a staging ground for Coach Nick Saban and the University of Alabama. I'm not <laughs> sure whether that's true or not, but but they certainly uh, got a couple of pretty decent quarterbacks to move all the way from the state of Hawaii, and they ended up from at, at, at the University of Alabama from Thompson High School. I'm just saying. But, uh, but anyway, a... a, a <laughs> A, a roll tie. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but anyway, Thompson picked up the win as they beat Vestavia Hills the other night by a score of 34-14. to 14. You know, Thompson's got the little young quarterback. You know, I think I think that kid last year was an eighth grader. He may just be a he freshman. Won. 
Yeah, I think he's a freshman, he a freshman a starting freshman. quarterback in Class 7A football, and he is a beast. And so, anyway, that's going to be a good ball game. But uh, the the semifinal there is going to be Thompson taking on Hewitt Trustful. That game will be played in Alabaster at Thompson. The winner of that game goes to the 7A uh, state championship game that will be played on Wednesday night, December 6th, up in Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Well, you know, good luck to all of them, but, it, you know, you're, we're used to seeing, I mean, that Central Phoenix City team, they're just a powerhouse year in, year out. Same with Hewitt Trussell, same with Thompson. Uh, but the Cinderella in all all seven of the brackets, if the one Cinderella that's still going, the Cinderella story that's, that's still in there is Mary Montgomery. And my cousins went to uh, uh, Mary Montgomery also. Uh, so, uh, all my, the, all the low girls, <laughs> the last name low. Uh, so they all went there and, uh, and, uh, one of them's daughter just graduated from there, uh, CC. So, you know, I'll be pulling for the Vikings and, uh, and, and what a, what a storybook season they've had, but that central Phoenix city team, man, they're, they're 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 redonkulous. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're definitely a good bunch. But we'll I'll be pulling for the Vikings on Friday night. Not not anything against Central Phoenix City, but uh, but I just I just have a kinship with Mary G Montgomery with uh, the folks that I know that graduated from there and and everything. So that'll be a lot of fun to pay attention to that game. And you never know. Hey, maybe the Cinderella slipper, maybe the shoe fits on Friday night, and uh, they'll get on Central Phoenix City and. Uh, they'll get to go to the ball, and the ball will be to play either Thompson or Hewitt Trustful for a uh, state championship game. There you go. That's right. Well, Rick, that that takes us to the end there, buddy. We um, we have gone through everything that we've got left, and, of course, we've got some high school football left, uh, you know, so, so we'll be back again next week talking high school football as the playoffs continue. Of course, we'll have a state championship game to talk about but uh, in in class 7a and then we will have uh, we will have semifinal games to talk about in the other six classifications so a lot of stuff going on uh, we're so proud that you guys are tuning in to us and we want you to continue to do so as uh, as we put this podcast out for you guys uh, you know this is it, it's our joy to do it but but we do it for football fans just like us because Rick and I have talked about this thing and we don't want this thing to be full of a bunch of you know I'm not going to try to make out like I'm smarter than your average coach or anything else like that. The only thing we are, we're just a couple of good old boys that enjoy high school football, and we want to talk about it. We want to share our joy of the game with you, and we get to do it each and every week, and, and it's just a, it's a great way to share it the way we're doing it right here. That's right. It's a, and it's, it's a privilege, and, uh, and I enjoy doing it, and uh, just, just a couple of Old uh, old friends uh, talking football, and and you know here's the thing is is we're out of games to do for the year, so we're going to have to figure out some other way to occupy our time, and hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to uh, get into a, a little sports moose. Uh, we've got uh, you know sports moose media. We're going to get into a little sports moose outdoors and start talking some hunting 
and fishing here before long as this football season kind of dwindles down and slows down. So so that's coming in the way. So so keep us tuned in for that. And uh, and Rick, it's been a it's been an honor, buddy. I I tell you one thing, just being able to work with you all year long doing high school football on a Friday night and uh, and discussing the games and just breaking them down and just going and watching. Uh, you know, I mean, you and I have been friends all our lives, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I look forward to doing it again next year. Same here, buddy. And I appreciate the good Lord allowing us to do it. Uh, and uh, I guess our broadcasting for football is over for the year. But you know, uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, and uh, and you're you're a fine fine person, a good good Christian gentleman to to deal with. And I appreciate it. Well, I do thank you. And uh, y'all folks. Uh, Tune in next week as we continue this. We call it the Sports Moose Media Podcast, and it is available anywhere you want to pick up your podcasts. (laughs) 